0: Welcome to Art for Conversations,
1: a podcast about arts and cultural management. I'm Anita Latham. And I'm Katrina Ingram. We interview leaders who help shape the world of arts and culture, sharing their stories, their insights and observations. This season has been brought to you with the support of McEwen University and the
0: Rosé Foundation. Welcome to Artful Conversations, I'm your host, Annetta Latham. Today my guest is Kelly Ray, Artistic Director of New West Theatre. Kelly is an award-winning theatre director, producer and administrator, currently based in Lethbridge, Canada. He is a 20-year veteran of the Alberta Theatre community, currently serving as the Artistic Director of New West Theatre. He is the former producer between 2016 and 2018 of the One Yellow Rabbit's High Performance Rodeo, and is the former Artistic Director between 2004 and 2014 of Sage Theatre. Kelly has directed productions for numerous companies including new west theater vertigo theater lunchbox theater shadow theater downstage theater sage theater and many many more kelly has recently relocated to lethbridge from calgary with his talented partner nikki and their young daughter welcome kelly Thank
2: you. I'm happy to be
0: here. Oh, it's wonderful, wonderful to have you here. Um, You have relocated to Calgary to Lethbridge quite recently. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about making that decision in relation to your career?
2: Sure. Um, So, you know, the move to Lethbridge after close to 20 years in Calgary wasn't something that was ever... In the plans or ever you know you never anticipated that we'd be making a, a mid-career relocation to a smaller center yeah um, but really what it was um, was an amazing career opportunity for my partner um, she got offered a tenure-track position at the university of the Lethbridge in wow. the drama department right and it was kind of a dream job for her and, and a real valuable opportunity so you know, after a lot of soul-searching, a lot of um, deliberation, we decided as a family to take the leap and um, and pack up and move down to
0: Lethbridge. Great. So for, for those um, listeners that we have that are not Canadian-based, which we do have an international audience, explain the population difference between Calgary and Lethbridge.
2: <laughs> sure. Uh, well, Calgary is a city of over 1 million people and Lethbridge is a small city of just over one hundred thousand people.
0: So, quite a significant, quite yes. a significant change. Well, I'm so pleased to hear Nikki got um, such a great job. Uh, so, what drew you to New West Theatre?
2: Well, um, I guess that's a good question uh, because when I came down here. You know, there was not really any job prospects. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough to land in an administrative role at a local arts center, and, and was quite happy there. Um, but then, just sheer view, virtue of good timing, um, there were job. There was a job opportunity at New West Theater, and you know, given that theater is my background, is my is my jam, as it yeah. were. Um, I saw this as a really um, a really great opportunity that with really opportune timing. Yeah. Um, so I threw my name in the hat and I uh, was privileged enough to, to receive the job and haven't really looked back. So to get back to your question, what drew me to new West yeah. theater? I mean, I think just the opportunity to, to kind of come back to my theater career and, you know, knowing that there are, you know new west theater is the only large-scale professional theater company in town yeah so um i was happy to to be a part of of this scene here in lethbridge
0: so it's uh hooking on to something that you just said about new west being the largest you know theater company in town so being a small town, um, and there in most small towns there are theatre companies like this that are usually kind of the large one, uh, tell us more about what their mandate is, having that role, and for you, what particular um, values and their mandate really connected with you? Uh,
2: I mean, the the mandate of the company is to engage a wide range of audiences, through vibrant and diverse theatrical productions and activities, yeah. Um, so you know, really, like for me, it, it's about um, creating or contributing to cultural vibrancy right. of of a community. And and you know, when you boil down the rhetoric, that's what I think the mandate is to contribute to the cultural vibrancy. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: so you you know, for me personally, that's. Um, to be sort of a, a big fish in a small pond, you know, down here in Lethbridge, there's um, a sort of responsibility that comes yeah. with that to to serve the community. And You know, I'll keep coming back to that word cultural vibrancy, but to be a part of cultural vibrancy in a small community is um, a really kind of core value for the company and a core value for myself personally.
0: Yeah, and I am... Um... I love that phrase because I think that's a really important phrase because um, cultural vibrancy can really help with connectivity for people and place and all of those kind of things. And certainly in our current environment, that connectivity is so important and sense of value um, to things. So I, um, in relation to working in Lethbridge, which you've done since January 2019, what are some of the similarities or differences in the arts and cultural ecologies between a large city like Calgary and and a smaller city like Lethbridge?
2: Sure, I, I mean, I think, you know, there are many similarities. There's We're not hugely different. We still the same province and the same country and the same general region. Um, you know, and at the core, of, you know, the ecology in each city, you have artists and arts organizations who are committed to contributing to, to their community, again, to that cultural vibrancy. So, you know, when you boil it down, there's not a lot of, of real significant differences. Yeah. Um you know, we're we're all working towards the same goals that we would be working towards, whether we're in a large center or in a small center. Um, I think the main difference is, uh, you know, lie in scale.
0: Yeah.
2: Lethbridge—it's obviously a much smaller city, so you know, you, we don't have the sheer abundance of artistic artistic activity yeah. that you'd find in a major center. Um, but you know, what we do here, what we have here is what we we have is is strong, committed community. Yep. and it works well um, i think you know what what maybe a smaller center is missing is a lot of the the smaller maybe more esoteric work that struggles to find a larger audience here but you know that it's all the sort of esoteric and off the beaten path kind of work still exists here yeah. but it doesn't see the same sort of mainstream appeal as would in a in a larger city
0: yeah, so going back to your comment about uh, um theatres, cultural vibrancy um, man, mand- I think more value than mandate really from what you're saying um, what do you think, how do you think that works in the larger Lethbridge community like what's its biggest contributor as a theatre company into the Lethbridge community?
2: Well, I think you look at a company like New West Theatre has actually comes from a place of great privilege. We've been operating for over 30 years in the community. This is right, actually yeah. our 31st season. Um, you know, and to, to be blunt about it, we've enjoyed many of the privileges of being a, a predominantly white institution in yeah. Canada. Um, you know, but within all that, you know, I think the greatest contribution that the company's made is... is the, the contribution of having a long lasting and sustained cultural impact in our community, yeah. um, because in 1990, when the company was founded, uh, I don't believe there was any professional theater in in town. Um, so building that from scratch and developing an audience that, you know, 30 years later, is still very committed and very dedicated and passionate about the about the arts and about the work you know to help play whatever part the company's played in building and fostering that community I think is one of the most significant contributions
0: yeah so um the educational programs that you do do are they um well received by the community in Lethbridge like is it a high engagement level
2: Yeah, certainly. Uh, So for context, uh, New West Theatre, we run a a year-long drama classes and camps for young people, um, and it's that theatre education that explores creativity, collaboration, and and learning through the arts. Um, And yeah, it is, I think it's our educational programs have been up and running for over 20 years now, and um, you know, are are well attended, our engagement is high, Um, you know, and again, it's another way for our organization to contribute to that cultural vibrancy, Uh, you know, engaging young people in artistic pursuits, giving young people exposure to the performing arts, you know, it's helping to cultivate that appreciation and value for the arts, you know, at a young age in a way that that affects families. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think our education programs are just another way for our organizations to serve our community.
0: Is there something else with all of your background and knowledge and work in the theatre that you think that would be great if um, New West Theatre could step into that, that they're not currently doing or they're currently doing in a low radar kind of way and you'd love to step it forward?
2: Um, that's an excellent question. Yeah. Um, I think there's uh, always room for growth in terms of types of programming. I think, you know, historically, New West Theatre has played it pretty safe in a lot of ways. Um, You know, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, But I think there's room for higher levels of artistic risk. Maybe there's room for, you know, introduction of some plays or some musicals that maybe aren't part of that that um, pop culture canon, uh, some ways to kind of push the envelope and push the, uh, oh, widen the scope, yeah. I guess, yeah. of, of what kind of um, productions are well received here and what kind of um, caliber and an artistic sort of, um, approach to the work. So, so there's tons of room for growth. And I would, I think, um, even more importantly than that, I think there's a, r- a lot of room for growth in, in, um, cultural perspectives. Yeah. Cause you know, we've largely been like so many, uh, Western, institutions we've largely been focused on white-centered storytelling and those stories and and there's a lot of room um for a divergence of cultural perspectives and and that kind of thing and so so that's where you know after we're on the other end of the pandemic that's some of the growth that i would like to introduce to the company see the company expand um, our approach to
0: that's great so Can you expand on what the actual genre that New West Theatre presents currently and in relation to the expansion that you've been talking about and other areas to explore, what you would like that genre to step into when you focus on your role moving forward?
2: Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, annually New West Theatre, we produce one Broadway style musical we produce two um, music comedy reviews which which are largely music review shows uh, that cover you know the history of popular music and we have a Canadian series where we do one or two contemporary Canadian plays uh, each year and then we also offer an annual theater for young audiences
0: performance. Um,
2: So you know looking forward it's that thing you know you in a 30 year history, the company's built a great deal of success based on, you know, a certain genre and that genre being maybe stuff that's a little more commercially accessible, maybe a little has more broad appeal, but you certainly don't want to ignore the success that's been been earned through that kind of work. So you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, it's about taking what works in those kinds of ventures and see how you can what directions you can go while still preserving that sort of core of what is appealing to the audience, you know? So for example, Broadway musicals, you know, you can do the, the, this, uh, one of the natural sort of hits is something like the, the Buddy Holly story, right, um, yes. you know, which takes popular music and, and packages it up in a story that's that's pleasant and accessible for the audience. Um, so, you know, you what what I think I've discovered is that our audience likes to hear good music played well. And so taking that, there's so many other applications of that sort of core artistic appeal. And so to me, it's about trying to broaden that and finding ways to allow our audience to hear good music being played well, while, you know, maybe serving it in a slightly different package to to kind of, Push that envelope and broaden that appeal.
0: Yeah. So thank you for that. I really appreciate it. It it gives us a really nice frame on thinking about how to kind of morph and change a theatre company for yourself. As someone who's worked in a major in a major city, how do you feel bringing your skill set into a smaller city? And what do you think is important in Keeping for smaller city theatre companies, keeping in mind what they need to do moving forward, which you know, because they are competing with the big brother. Um, what's important to them, do you think?
2: Well, I think in my role specifically, one of the most important things is that we're here and I'm here to serve my community. Yeah, uh, New West Theatre exists to serve our community, and that being the people and uh, residents of in Alberta. So, you know, I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind because coming from a a big center, um, you know, you're, you're there to still serve your community, but you serve it in different ways. And, and so I have to resist the temptation, I think in a small center, resist the temptation of, you know, well, this is what we do in Calgary. This is what they do in Toronto. This is what they do in Vancouver. And, And sure, there's lots to learn from those, uh, from those applications but more it's more important to for me to understand what are the needs of my community of the community that i'm serving now and not to try and say well we're going to do it like we do in calgary it's like no we're going to do it in the way that best serves the community of lethbridge and southern alberta and so i think you know for me that's that's an important thing that i keep coming back to there's lots to learn and lots lots of perspective gained by understanding why things were done in a certain way, but it's all about applying your skills and and your knowledge best serves your current community.
0: Fantastic! And would you say the resources that um, a smaller city have are actually quite unique and therefore more enrich and in their own way very enriching compared to the resources in a big city?
2: Yeah, I would. I would totally agree with that that assessment um i think you know for new west theater we kind of benefit from being a large fish in a small pond um you know particularly a company that does have a 30 plus year history you know we're enrooted in in the in the community and you know have a lot of great connections to small businesses to small to medium-sized businesses who are very keen to support um you know, being a, a local institution, we have, you know, an awareness and, and a public uh, willingness to contribute and, and donate, donate and support. And I think we've really been able to reap the benefits of that, you know, of being a big fish in yeah. a small pond. Um, certainly in a way that in, in a, my experience in bigger cities, you know, you're, you're fighting, uh, amongst many organizations for uh, the same piece of the pie, where down here you're still fighting uh, other, you know, or competing between other organizations for, for the funds, but there's much less competition as much less crowded.
0: Yeah. Which is, a, I think that's a really great segue into kind of audience development, which I'd love to talk about with you now in relation to having done your roles in major cities and a smaller city. Um, what what would you say are the difference in the audience resource development tools between the two? You know, you've mentioned being able to engage smaller businesses. What would you say? You know, from your experiences, are the real differences between those two cities and the with your resource development tools that you now use? Um,
2: it's an excellent question. I mean, uh. You know, I think honestly, the principles are, are very similar, The how you approach resource development is very similar. It's about yeah. knowing, knowing the community, you know, and that's been my biggest learning curve and continues to be a big learning curve is just knowing the community, um, you know, which includes the people in the community, the businesses in the community, the organizations in the community, yeah. and, and then, you know, building your resources piece by piece, um, You know, same going into like audience development, building your audience piece by piece, brick by brick, Um, you know, the principles of building relationships and stewardship of those relationships are the same, whether you're in Lethbridge, Calgary, Toronto, Um, you know, it's about, it's about building relationships and maintaining relationships. I think, you know, again, you benefit being in a small city that sometimes those relationships are... Perhaps more accessible in yeah. some cases. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say easier to maintain, but maybe fewer barriers to in 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 the maintenance of those
0: relationships. Yeah. So, would you say it's kind of a little bit similar if you're a smaller arts organization in a major city compared to the. Big players, you know, like in the city of Edmonton, we've got the Citadel uh, and a great, great team at the Citadel. But then we have the smaller theatre companies that are out there trying to have a go at it and, in some ways, trying to tap on the door of the same stakeholders and the same audience. Um, So, would you say there's a similarity between those things and what you're doing where you are between smaller cities and larger cities?
2: Um, I think there's, there's a similarity for sure. Um, I think, you know, we, we do really benefit of, of the, the dance floor is less crowded down yeah. here.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, uh, um, certainly in my personal experience, um, that's been one of the main differences. You know, Again, you're, you're, you're competing for a small piece of the pie with many organizations and down here, the dance floor is less crowded. So
0: yeah,
2: it just makes it. Easier in some ways um, because those barriers are removed.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's no, that's fantastic because I think you know a lot of certainly a lot of McEwen arts and cultural management grads move into smaller organisations. And there's always that challenge of stakeholder engagement, audience engagement. How do you do it when you feel like you're not the big fish? Um, And how do you continue to do that? So, you know, and the decision making that happens um, in the smaller organisations can be slightly a little bit different from the big, big, big stuff where there's big, big, big money involved. From your experience in relation to decision-making, would you say there's a difference in the way arts organisation decisions are made in a smaller city than what they were rooted in a bigger city? Um, You
2: know, I don't know if there are major differences. I think, you know, if you're in a bigger city with a larger landscape and, and um, you know, more complex, you know, I, I suppose your decisions are, are made largely, you know, in consultation with your circumstances, um, which is the same here where, you know, maybe there are, there are fewer um, extenuating circumstances or, or, you know, fewer interconnecting pieces that that make the engine go. So it's maybe in a lot of ways, a simpler path to decision-making. But, you know, I keep coming back to, we're, we're here to serve our community, and all decisions need to be made with that lens. Yeah, um, yeah. maybe there's a simpler path to that in a smaller center, but I think the principles of how you make those decisions are, are very similar.
0: Yeah. So in relation to engaging with community, um, how has... Um, US navigated this unusual COVID journey with its audience and its stakeholders and things like that?
2: Uh, Excellent question. Um, Let me get back to you in two. um, (laughs) You you and the
0: rest of the world, I think.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I don't know. It's been like obviously a major curveball that none of us had anticipated or necessarily had the experience to deal with so it's you know I think a lot of looking at opportunities as they come up a bit of trial and error but there's no way to do any long-term planning or or certainly long-term planning is incredibly difficult so we've kind of had to let go of that idea of what are we doing you know six months from now and just look at what are we doing over the next three months and and so for us, there have been a few opportunities that have come up, you know, by looking at it, you know, bit by bit. In the summer, we were able to do a big outdoor drive-in production. And that was yeah. uh, a production we never would have imagined we, we would be doing, you know, even six months prior to that. Um, you know, we're currently evaluating what we can do around time in December, Uh, And we have a few ideas on the plate. But again, they're all they're all ideas that are able to accommodate, um, you know, the fact that we find ourselves in the midst of a pandemic right now. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, so it's really been bit by bit, been a bit of trial and error. There's some things that we've done that, you know, you kind of look back and like, oh, I wish I could have done that differently. And you, you learn from next time. But <laughs> we all hope there won't be an next yeah, time.
0: exactly. I was going to say, please don't, please don't, please let let's take, let's just let that drop off the table. Um, I think one of the things that you've talked about it in in that was really interesting in the um. Having to let go of that future planning. And, you know, for theatre companies like yourself, you know, there's all you and, you know, arts festivals and those kind of things, everybody's usually planning a, a year to 18 months in advance. And, you know, I say this to the students all the time that. What you see a theatre company or an arts festival doing now, that was planned two years ago. That was kind of like the, the what you see now is like the full stop at the end of the sentence. And if you talk to the artistic directors and the programming team, they're already in a way in advance. For you as an artistic director personally, how are you finding that reshaping of having to think differently?
2: it's been challenging um but it's also been uh, i don't know (laughs) i hesitate but there has been something that's been invigorating about it you know something about about throwing out all your assumptions or all your plans and and kind of going back to square one certainly personally speaking as someone who is relatively new i was looking at planning my, my first full season
0: yeah, and
2: you know a, a, as someone new in my role I was you know hoping that it might be something that I can showcase a little bit showcase myself yeah. showcase my vision for the company and and I've had to take that all and kind of put it in the parking lot and and you know and that's okay and I think you know mo- moving into this new reality um w- Like everyone else, we're doing the best we can with what we have available to us and making the most of the resources that have become available to us. And, you know, I I think all things considered, I'm reasonably happy with with how we're doing, how we've done. And and, um, as we continue to move along, you know, I think I'm in the same boat as everyone else, hoping this will be over sooner rather than later, but we'll do the best we can in the meantime.
0: Yeah, well, that's fantastic because I think that's a real, it's a real challenge for an artistic director who's new in their role. And like you say, you haven't had your first full season and being able to showcase yourself. It's the same for a curator at a gallery. You know, they've kind of got to wait for the eighteen month cycle to run itself out <laughs> before they get to say, say, "Well, this is what I can do." Um, Kelly, it's been absolutely wonderful talking to you today. Is there anything you'd like to add to our conversation um, that you think would be great for our listeners to hear that we haven't covered?
2: Um, it's an excellent question. I mean, I've really appreciated this conversation, and you know, we could go on for hours. But you know, as I did all my prep and thinking about this, I just keep coming back to that notion of cultural vibrancy, and yeah. I think. You know, any community you're serving in as arts organizations, we exist to contribute to that cultural vibrancy. And, you know, I feel fortunate of being in a very privileged place of, of being able to make that contribution. Um, and I think it's an important one to make.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, look, that is absolutely wonderful. Thank you, and I agree with you. I think cultural vibrancy is what's going to help us all move forward in the next um, year to two years, and I want to really thank you for your time. I have really appreciated. it. It's been a great conversation, um, and I look forward to coming down to Leithbridge and coming to a show.
2: Well, it's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed the conversation as well, and if you are ever in Lethbridge, make sure to, to email. I'd love to
0: have a coffee with you. I, I definitely would. Thank you. <laughs> Katrina Kelly was fascinating. What a fascinating man and what an um, amazing career that he's had. One of the things that I really liked in this interview was that he was, we didn't get into a comparative conversation. You know, he wasn't apologetic uh, for the work that he's doing in Lethbridge and and wasn't sad that he wasn't in Calgary and didn't have the resources in Calgary and uh, I, I mean it was just amazing and I really, I really loved the way that he talked about moving forward and you know what you can do with stuff um, and the whole conversation you know it wasn't about him going woe is me I don't have um, it was really interesting and I think One of the other things that was incredibly significant for me in this conversation was how he supported his partner in their significant life choice and I just think that is so important as we look at our careers and things to actually also think about the people who are most important in our lives and maybe sometimes... Put ourselves on the back burner and support them may be the most important, significant career choice that we make. And I just kudos all my respect to the man. Uh, I was amazed by that, and I thought that was incredibly courageous, and earns
1: everybody's respect for doing that. And look what look, but look what it did for him. It opened up a whole other world. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. I really love a, a guy who makes the move to support his partner's career. I thought that was fantastic. Um, and I think what you're saying about uh, embracing the fact that this is a smaller community, and there's some really amazing things that uh, can can be done in a, in a smaller community, um, like audience resource development. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you apply that in a, in a smaller community? Uh, in it, it, some ways, it might be easier to get to know people, to build community. Uh, the dance floor is less crowded, as he was Saying the barriers are removed. So I thought that was uh, truly fantastic. And then the other thing that I loved because early on in COVID, I was saying someone should do a drive in production and (laughs) lo and behold, (laughs) here they were uh, trying this great experiment in light of the pandemic and um, and taking advantage of the resources, like the land that you have in a smaller community to just go and do these things. And I thought that was so cool. Um, Just a really innovative, um, interesting way to kind of take a situation and just run with it and make it work to your advantage. I really love that.
2: This show was created by executive producer and host Annetta Latham, co-host Katrina Ingram and technical producer Paul Johnson. Research assistants involved were Caitlin McKinnon and McEwen Bachelor of Music students. Theme music by Emily Darfur and cover by Costanza Patcher. Special thanks to the Rosé Foundation for their support and to our guests. Artful Conversations is a production of McEwan University. All rights reserved.